Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I did it. I mean, it should go without saying, but at the same time, I feel like that's a really good number. There was no number there. <laughs> How goes it? It goes. Welcome back, everybody, to Taboos. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The uh, podcast where we talk about things that society would rather we don't talk about. AKA Taboo Culture. I'm getting so good at this. I'm Allie. I'm Celeste. And today we are here with our first adult special guest. Special guest. Hi, I'm Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I'm Andrew. I'm Allie's sister. Same mama and different daddies. Uh, this episode is about me being a homo. So we're going to dive deep into me being a homosexual in today's culture, growing up gay, being 20. And fabulous. And yeah, fabulous, obviously. How about your goals for next year that I just found out about? I am going to be studying in Italy <gasps> for fashion marketing and management. Get it, girl. At Polymoda. I'm so excited. Hopefully, I'll be able to get an internship right after. Well, it's required, actually, so I have to. But I'm. <laughs> that is my plans for the next coming year. Awesome. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So as Andrew stated, we are talking today about what it's like to grow up gay, especially in the Midwest in a state that is not known for accepting anything Anything. but straight. Straight, white, straight, white. Yeah. Male. I I mean, it is getting better, but it's definitely not. Certain parts of the state without question are getting better. Madison, Milwaukee, I feel like those are more liberal areas of the state, but definitely not where we are. Yeah, I agree. But on that note, I actually did do some research. So a lot of my research came from Pew, P-E-W research, do something.org and hrc.org, which by the way is an amazing resource. It's the human rights campaign organization. Love human rights. And uh, I highly suggest anybody who wants to dive more into this and what's in the works for um, equality, go there. Read the things. All the things. Because I'm barely going to touch it. So Three cheers for equality. Whoop, whoop. That was two. Now we've got all the cheers for equality. Just because I can't count. (laughs) Math is hard. So in my research, I came across some statistics that stated that being LGBTQ plus is becoming more socially acceptable. In 2016, 63% of Americans said that homosexuality should be accepted as compared to 51% in 2006. So in other words, now's a better time to be gay? I'd say so. I think today's culture is is evolving, Uh, especially with social media. More people are getting knowledgeable about it it's more represented in tv media all of that i think just the representation is growing more people to the fact that being gay is okay it's normal yeah i think media is helping a lot with people coming to terms with just the fact that it's going to be normal so do you guys think that especially looking at those statistics right and i mean we all know people in an older generation who are much more leaning toward a homosexual or a flamboyant personality but they still identify as straight even though it's like really questionable do you feel like this has just always been there and now it's socially acceptable and and that's why it's quote-unquote booming or do you really kind of think like this is a i don't want to say new concept because it's obviously not new but think about like baby boomer generation being homosexual at that time was so wrong right do you think that it was prevalent there and people just didn't talk about it or 
or is it more prevalent now? I'm curious your opinions. Well, I definitely think that it is not a new thing. I mean, history in Greco-Roman times, Egyptian times, there was homosexuality. Men would choose young boys to be with. It's really a religion that brought into the stigma of it being wrong and being against quote-unquote nature, which isn't true, but that's a whole other thing for another day. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think that a lot of it unfortunately does have to do with religion and uh, hindrance of acceptance towards other people. And as a society, especially in America, a younger generation is moving farther away from religion. There are more and more people associating themselves with being agnostic or atheism or just whatever, just being spiritual. So I think that's a huge part of it that is allowing people to feel more safe to be who they are i definitely agree on that i think i think especially with like older generations i think it was something that had to be hid and people would just go on being straight they would get married they'd have kids and then they would repress that Mm -hmm. side but i think now as time grows on people are accepting of it and they people that were like in the older generations that had to hide it are coming out more i think most definitely it was just a hidden thing that people just had to hide because of society it wasn't socially acceptable because you religion had, was so prevalent yeah well it's not necessarily religion even i think there was just such a stigma against it sure and it was like the aids pandemic that was it yeah it was demonizing the lgbt community so i think just they had to hide it 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 was more of a survival tactic sure yeah i I really like the way that you said that it's okay it wasn't safe to that point in 2016 approximately 10 million people or 4.1 percent of the u.s adult population identified within that community as opposed to 3.5 percent in 2012 so I thought that was pretty cool that it's slowly climbing up. It's not a huge hike, but... What were, what were those years again? 2016 as opposed to 2012. So in four years, that's a huge spike in four years. It's half of a point, essentially, which I still think is significant. But right, and considering in population of this country, which although there are a lot of people in this country, we're a very small country mm-hmm. population-wise... That's a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, gay marriage was legalized in 2016. So I believe that just having that, knowing that you can get married, it increased the amount of people that identify as LGBT because it signified that it was safer to be gay in this country. I don't know about now. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely think that just the representation of being able to get married has opened up a lot of new doors and showed people that maybe I can come out now. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that having a piece of paper that gives you approval to get married is a bolster? Like, it shouldn't have to come down to that, but... Getting the government involved in your relationship should not provide any legitimacy to it, and yet, here we are. Well, I think... I definitely agree with that, but I think that having that legitimacy just cements being able to get married cements that it's safe to be gay in this country because that is something that people strive for like marriage is like the ultimate goal of a relationship and being able to get recognized that that relationship is real by terms of governments yeah is kind of a safety yeah for and, it, i guess and i think it. i think the other way that i look at it is that it normalizes it it takes previous stigmatized relationship of being in a gay relationship and it equalizes and provides equity back to lgbtq community and saying we think of you just like we think of anybody else who wants to get married celebrate your love we support that which i think is great i think that's part of my problem though what i'm saying is that it shouldn't take that for people to feel accepted and i don't disagree with you and yet at the same time we need to celebrate that progress oh yeah i mean i understand why they don't feel that way i'm just saying society needs to be better oh yeah no, hands down. That's what I'm pretty sure this whole t- podcast is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For most topics, I don't know, some upcoming topics. Let's let's uh, not, society. Let's maybe not, but more to come. Stay tuned. So I came across some interesting research when diving into this, and this was another Pew survey. Pew, pew. So in the LGBTQ plus community in 2013, 40% of that community stated that they were bi, 36% stated they were gay, 19% were lesbian, and 5% were transsexual. A large majority of bisexuals are in opposite-sex marriage and therefore are less likely to be out to their peers, which is really interesting to me and also makes sense because 
it's less risky. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I mean, I also would be curious of those people who, and I'm not illegitimizing anybody's vote about like how they aligned, right? But I would be curious of that group of people who claimed that they were bisexual, if they truly are bisexual or if it's more of a curiosity and again that stigma around being something other than homosexual kind of pushed them to believe like oh well just because i'm curious about something or i appreciate the beauty of another gender does that make me bi like did they almost like self-label i would be curious if that's part of it or is that super insensitive to think i hear your point and i think for younger individuals that could be true. Okay. I think these were mostly, I hate using the word developed, but... Like cognitively and sexually developed. Yeah. People, people. who have had time to discover Themselves. who they were yeah, and have solidified. So I would think that this is more representative of people who know for sure. I also think that, honestly, being in a relationship with a female is or a male or the same sex is hard as hell. Being and in a relationship is hard as hell. This is also true. <laughs> Andrew's like, yes, girl. <laughs> and I know when I was married or when Nick and I got married, I was told I was no longer bi because I was married. So I literally am looking at you. I'm more surprised that you said when I was married than when I came out and saying that I was bi. I was like, when you were, you are married. Like, what time is it? What? Did I say that weird? <laughs> you did. Should I re-say that? No, no, it's in there. <laughs> now it's in there. When I was married. Carry on. When Nick and I got married. <laughs> I'm still married. Always have been. Thank you. (laughs) So that was news to me. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, I think there's a huge thing with the bi aspect of the LGBT community that I think a lot of people discredit them Mm -hmm. for being bi, especially in even in the LGBT community. Like gays always think, well, if you're bi, you're just... It's the next step to being gay. I mean, even in my coming out, like, I was like, oh, I'm just bi. But I was gay. But I think a lot gay community and even and straight community both discredit them because they think, well, you're either gay or you're either straight. You can't be both. You can't pick both. They, like, force a label. Yeah. Which is so wrong. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, people in marriages to the opposite sex, (laughs) bi people are discredited in their their own community and the straight community so i think staying in a relationship marriage and not coming out as bi is part like it's a scary thing just to come out as bi and being married and bi i think your spouse your family your friends will all be like well now you're gonna be fucking the same gender now like you're gay basically you're gonna divorce me like i think a lot of things come with coming out in a marriage I mean, I wouldn't know of anything about it because <laughs> think I'm not married. Uh, Will things. not be married for a while. But yeah, yeah. Powersy I, I, snap. I, I. Could you say that about any sexual orientation though in the LGBTQ community? Like, I think about the people who are coming out, the men who are coming out who are, have been married for 20 years and have three kids. Or I think about the transgender woman, right? Like, yeah. I I just feel like there's. I know that we have as a society for the most part, have evolved and we are embracing the LGBTQ plus community for all of its beautifulness and all of the goodness that's in it. But at the same time, on an individual experience level, I feel like the stigma that you're referring to is kind of across the board. Oh, yeah. Like... I mean, come out gay anywhere. There's going to be something with it somebody's gonna be not happy yeah there's always gonna be someone which i live for making people unhappy (laughs) but yeah i don't like being are we still sticking with the the marriage the aspect of it you can take it wherever you want to baby well i don't know where i was gonna take this (laughs) but like i think just coming out anywhere is just a really scary thing and especially older like if you're if you're damn near like 50 like coming out is gonna be like well shit like you lost a whole experience of your life and you also made so many like your family your friends and everyone like if you have children they all think of you as a certain way and going away from that is going to be scary for anyone and honestly like if you're like in a marriage and have kids like i wouldn't blame anyone for being like well 
this is new information. I need time with this. Right. But at the same time, be true to yourself. Yeah. Live live your truest yeah. self and live your life. And like, I think even being in like a marriage and you suddenly like you realize or you've known forever that you're gay, it doesn't like discredit any of like the love and like the kids that you've had. If you have kids right. or being in a marriage, cause like it doesn't change who you are. Yeah. It doesn't change who you are. Like being, it's, it's just another aspect of like your personality. It doesn't change the love. You still, you still love. You still are the way you are. You just, it's truly, and that's really frustrating for me being, being an outsider of the LGBTQ community, right? It's really frustrating for me that people just forget just because I am physically attracted to and want to have a sexual relationship with X, Y, or Z doesn't change who I am as a person. It doesn't change the way that my heart operates and the way that I show love and affection. Like, who I am banging is none of your concern. It doesn't matter what it is. So with having said all that, I'm here to bring <laughs> everything down a notch. Per usual, we were talking about love and respect and good things. And here comes Allie yep. with statistics. Downer. Bum, bum, bum. I'm sorry. So obviously there are less ideal societal impacts of being part of this community. 42% of people who are within that community report living in an unwelcome environment. 1.8% of gay and lesbian youth report severe social isolation, which honestly I thought was really low and seems... That does seem really low. Yeah, so... And I feel like all of that percentage is here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Maybe some in Montana. <laughs> and <laughs> I know that we can dive into your experience on that more later because I have some questions. I do too. The LGB so youth seriously cons- contemplate suicide at almost three times the rate of heterosexual youth. Young people who are LGBTQ plus and who are out to their immediate families report feeling happier than those who aren't. I feel like that should go without saying. Yeah. Children who can rely on their, not even children, but you said youth. Yeah. People who can rely on their immediate surroundings and their families, like even if it's not their family, but the friends that they make their family, right? Like that should go without saying. Keeping secrets makes people sad. Yeah. I read that back and I basically went duh in my head, but I still thought it was important to state. It is important. And I basically said duh out loud, but like in a much nicer way. I guess my biggest question, I've known you for a long time, mm-hmm. and my biggest question, I've, I've known you were gay for a long time, right? Because I was not part of the crew that was that was a secret from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I have personally never experienced you in a sense that you were overly sheltered because our interactions together have always been in Allie's presence with like limited family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or just you and I, or you've babysat tiny before. And I've only really ever seen you as Andrew, right? Mm-hmm. Like fabulous, beautiful, completely yourself, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Can you help me understand what that like double life looks like of being fabulous Andrew versus having to be like hidden Andrew? Like that seems exhausting. Well, like I don't think... I really had to hide that much about myself to like my peers and everything. Sure. I think more so I hid it from my family. Mm -hmm. Not even like I hid it from my family seventh, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And then I came out to Allie. If I remember it, you were in high school, but I've known since you were three. But I think what solidified it was you had floor to ceiling drapes in your bedroom. You know what I heard about the drapes? You know, I got rid of the drapes. I heard. They're gone. I remember hearing about the drapes. I did not like them. They were (laughs) blackout drapes. I did not like them. them. But yeah, I've I've been out to my peers since I was like seven in seventh grade, and honestly, like I never got bullied or anything for being gay. I think I got more bullied for being the race that I am. What than race being, are you? Can you just share that with us? I am a mixed god. Um, <laughs> I love that. I am I love that half white and then a half Filipino. But beautiful as can be, the white people at my school cannot distinguish that race. <laughs> we look identical, actually. Yeah, totally identical. The purple hair and everything. Yeah, it really, you guys identical twins i can't even tell like look at us yeah Allie's like (laughs) fair-skinned nearly translucent well a a lot of my friends 365 tan a lot of my friends like 
forgets that you exist. They're like, oh, Rude. you have a sister? I totally forget that you have a sister. It's I'm only sick. because you're yeah. significantly older than Andrew. Hi, I'm here and I exist. That is true. And I'm pretty fucking awesome. Thank dear you. Dear Andrew's friends. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dear Andrew's friends. She's here. Um, she's you can only anywhere. hear her voice. <laughs> But she has purple hair. She has purple hair. She's so beautiful. She's tall. <laughs> but yeah, her. I don't. I <laughs> amazing, <laughs> outstanding, show-stopping, never been seen before. You are a goddess. <laughs> Honest, but I never like had to hide myself from like my peers or anything, which was honestly weird. But school, like no one really even gave a shit that I was gay. People were like. People were honestly annoyed that I didn't come out. Were they like, duh? <laughs> they were like, duh. They were literally like, duh. They were literally just asking me, like, when are you? Even, like, the straight guys that, like, played football, they would ask me, like, are you gay? And I was like, no. But they were just like, come on, Andrew. Like, just Don't come lie out to already. Me. Don't lie to me, bro. But I think I had a very different experience of being gay, like, during high school and everything because of my personality, to be honest, and, like, how I present myself and, like, the people that I associated with because... Some of them were scary and people would not mess with them. And mm-hmm. that's how I got my protection from everyone. But you guys go to the same high school. She went She went the first year that my high school was built. Oh, bougie. Right. I know this high school and I went to a pretty predominant high school in our area. And your high school was bougie as fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that. Now I feel <laughs> super old, but I was also part of the super cool goth ICP oh. juggalo gang. Yeah can't yeah it was great times so I, we're gonna ignore that part but excuse would me you say, <laughs> that is denying her, her we would i know but i'm not a good enough person to accept that part of Allie. i'm just not but would you say in your experience so andrew's talking about that school being just really accepting and really oh. open it and well or his experience of that school i got a firm no and like a hand wave would you say that your experience at that high school is different than Andrew's and what he's saying. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's significant. There's a significant time lapse in between. What is that time lapse, Allie? I don't fucking know math. Jesus, woman. Can you just guess? Um. Ten years. I graduated in two thousand four. I was four. He says. His face, you guys. Seriously, I was four. Sixteen years ago. Sixteen years ago. Thank you. Math is hard. We're all doing it. We're all looking at calculators. Yeah. So there was a sixteen-year difference, and to quantify what my experience was like, I cut my hair short and was absolutely destroyed socially for being a lesbian because I cut my hair. I chopped my hair off. Which is so like what? What? I didn't care, but no, I know, but like you can't. You couldn't at the time. This, that was a stick. Like, you couldn't have short hair without it making you a lesbian? Yeah. And I was what? dating a guy. So, Bitches. Yeah. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck haters. Point Luck- your toes. Luckily, I had an amazing group of friends and uh, made it through unscathed for the most part. Shout out to Elsie. We love you. Hey. Also, isn't it fair that you guys grew up in a very religious household, which yes. isn't a bad thing at all, but... For you specifically, did you have a conflict with that being in a religious household? And I, I don't know your personal religious alignment anymore, but like I know that you grew up that way. Being gay, did that create a conflict of itself for you? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like going to church and then like hearing the sermons about being gay is wrong. And I'd always be like, well, fuck, like I'm wrong. I'm then. going to hell then, I guess. Yeah. But like it was all in best intentions. But like my mother and like my stepdad ba- really tried to shove like religion down our throats. And I I will say like in the first part of me coming out to like coming to my sexuality like that was an aspect of it i was like Mm -hmm. well fuck like god's going to reject me like everyone's going to reject me like that's that was definitely a scary part of my mind i now am agnostic i don't believe in any religion necessarily but and i do think it is part of being gay like i was like fuck like if they're not gonna accept me i'm gonna find a community that will well not only that but like how if you aligned with that religion and and you believe i'm not i am not picking a religion right now i'm just saying because your family is christian is that true okay christian lutheran christian lutheran whatever midwest but you're of this faith that says god created me god created me this way Mm -hmm. 
at the same time, how can, I'm sure that you struggled with, how could God have made me this way, but also not love me being this way? Yeah, no, I, I definitely contemplated that before when I was coming to terms but at the same time I kind of always had an attitude where like if they don't accept me and I know that this is who I am Mm -hmm. then why would I believe that like why would I give into something that hates me like that which is so big of you because there are so many young people who are identifying their sexuality and and working through that and who are in religious environments and they don't have that attitude so round of applause to you andrew for just always being your fabulous self and really identifying fuck the haters like i have personally always known that about you so I mean, cheers to you, but also thank you for saying the words for people who might be listening who don't have that attitude and that mentality. Oh, yeah. That's actually one of the things that was on my list of questions was I was super intrigued when you were going through confirmation, how you were handling that in juggling that rite of passage, quote unquote, within that religion and your sexuality. And I didn't want to approach you on it because I didn't want you to potentially view religion in any sort of negative light if you were still leaning towards the Christian faith. Which is fine. Like you could, is it fair to say that you could be gay and also be a Christian? Oh, well, yeah, definitely. During confirmation though, I was already seeing things about the religion that I was like not backing up. I was that one bitch that always would ask questions that they wouldn't be able to answer. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if God exists, then what created God? Like what was there before everything else? Yeah. And I'd, oh, the teachers would get pissed at me because I'd always ask that. And I'd ask that to my peers too. I was like, oh, what was before that? Like what is the beginning things? Too. Like there was like so many questions that I had during that time. And it was because I was coming to terms with my, with my sexuality that I was like questioning everything about religion I was like well this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense why do they hate me for this then you and I had a very different experience in that because when I was going through confirmation I was one of those people that swore that like bet the pastor a hundred dollars or something we'd still I'd still be going to sermon 10 years from then you made it 10 days and then I hit high school (laughs) and I started studying other religions and I mean that's all she wrote but one thing I am really glad on is the fact that the Christian community and I'm not so sure across other religions but mostly the Christian community seems to be a lot more accepting of the LGBTQ plus community and it makes me really happy to see that occurring that level of acceptance because religion is a hard thing to change Mm -hmm. and some of the ideas within it are good I might not agree with all of it but the core concept is good right like love thy neighbor there's nothing wrong with that statement Mm -hmm. like it's a good philosophy and this is my position that's a good philosophy it's just more of how it's taught and the concept of if you don't love thy neighbor you're going to hell like that's a that's a hard trade-off what if my neighbor's a fucking asshole I think one of the other things is loving everybody is a core part of that religion and accepting any community that you don't understand as long as they're not harming other people Mm -hmm. that's what it should be and this occurring within those religions is very important and a sign of our society evolving and hopefully it just keeps continuing i do think it's fair to say though as part of that conflict is and that concept right let's go back to that for just a second this is not a religious episode maybe we'll have one stay tuned but what i think is just more complicated about that is you're teaching these concepts you being like the royal you, aka religion, is teaching these concepts. Love everybody, respect everybody, cherish everybody. Everybody has value and worth. God created all people. And yet there's so much hatred and fear mongering and brainwashing in that process too. Love everybody. Everybody was created equal except for these people. But they're not everybody. Like love thy neighbor means the black ones, the gay ones, the everyone's. Like mm-hmm. that's what that means. And I just don't understand where that comes from. I don't understand where that aspect of religion comes from. Religion conforms to what they want people to believe the term homosexual is not in the bible it's not but the catholic church changed it because they wanted to they ostracize wanted these people yeah and do you remember what the original translation 
I believe it's pedophile, but I don't <gasps> believe. I don't. I can't say for sure. Really? Yes. Allie's saying yes, lot. which means yes. No, please no. I didn't backtrack this, but I did <laughs> see it on Facebook. Knows all. Okay, I'm kidding. Please do not use Facebook. <laughs> please don't use Facebook as a source of your information. The Google has spoken. Use actual paper. Like, go do your actual fucking research instead of going onto Facebook or use Twitter. Actual paper. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, religion has always tried to, they change it to fit their agenda and what they want to perceive everyone as. But I do believe like the core values of Christianity and all religions is supposed to be love. But I think a lot of it has been skewed over time. I mean, the Bible has been rewritten like millions of times. Like you really can't say what the original Bible was. And I think over time, I mean, just look at like history, like the Crusades, everything. It was to fit the religion at that time Mm -hmm. everything you had to conform to that this turned into a giant rant yeah i didn't mean to do you mind if i continue with my uh no i would love i would love to hear more of your i want Allie. can we stop talking about church and instead talk about state please educate me on some state i love this plan okay so in 2009 the senate approved the matthew shepherd act which outlaws hate crimes based on both sexual orientation and gender identity side note the episode on matthew shepherd of you're wrong about highly recommend looking into it it's super interesting is that another podcast it is it's another podcast shout out to you're wrong about they're amazing they have a lot more fans than us we love you this isn't even a plug we just love you yep that was it in 2007 oh look i did this backwards Allie is silently laughing. She's doing the thing. Her shoulders are shrugging. There are tears. The Employment Discrimination Act passed Congress in 2007. It's the act that prohibits discrimination of sexual orientation in the workplace, specifically during hiring. As a side note, as of 2020, 29 states have not outlawed anti-LGBTQ plus discrimination. Which I think is so weird. Like, I don't even know if this is what you're talking about, but like, why, why does my employer need to know? Oh God, I agree 100%. I think that applications shouldn't have to have names or genders. Or race or, I mean, your name, maybe your name. I, I understand where you're going with that of like the misidentification of names and how names can be appropriated to different stigmas and racism and all of that like I hear you I do feel though like if I'm going to interview you I need to know your name is Allie okay so like names I get but race orientation where you live like all of that if I'm married why does my marital status make a difference on if I should work here or not like I understand for employment benefit purposes but you don't need to know that up front what census does that make sense for why I agree. The don't ask, don't tell policy, which restricts restricted lesbians, gays, and bisexuals in the military from openly serving was lifted in 2011. However, people who are transgender have been banned under the Trump administration as of 2019. You know what? I remember so specifically, I was too young to really understand at the time that the don't ask, don't tell was lifted. But I remember that conversation happening and I remember it being a really big deal. And in my house, it wasn't particularly a big deal because we don't have a a military family. And also my family is primarily hetero. So that did not affect me in that way. But I do remember this being like a news thing. I just was too young to really understand it. The transgender thing, though, I do very specifically remember that this because it was more recent, obviously, but also because cognitively I was there. I am an adult. I am a taxpayer and a voter. And I understand. I understand. Right. And also like what absolute bullshit. What flaming fucking bullshit. Any man or woman that gets that uniform on and is willing to sacrifice their life for this country who gives a shit what is under their uniform exactly i don't care what's between your legs what you identify as what bathroom you use who you love if you want to serve our country in that manner fuck yeah you do you and thank you yep so i have a question for you guys ready what was the first state to legalize same-sex marriage can i guess before he can i guess can i guess california andrew's just saw it on the screen daring andrew cheated um new york (laughs) (laughs) so i actually thought the same is useless i thought it was california massachusetts oh go massachusetts 
In 2003, Massachusetts became the first state to legalize same-sex marriage via a court ruling, and then Bush struck it down with DOMA. So, George W. I'm pretty sure it was DOMA. I could be wrong there. In 2015, marriage equality became a reality with the Supreme Court decision in Obergefell versus Hodges in a landmark 5-4 decision that marriage equality became land of the law and granted same-sex couples in all 50 states the right to full and equal recognition under the law. You know what's interesting about that, though, is that although, yes, marriage-wise, yes, but there are still states that severely struggle with same-sex marriages in insurance policies, in life insurance policies, in pension plans, in all of that stuff. So I guess as a simple-minded, loving, accepting citizen of all, I don't understand how you can say, I have the right to be married to whoever I want to be married to, but JK, LOL, if I pass away, my partner, my same-sex partner does not get my pension plan. Thank you for that segue. You're very welcome. That was so unplanned, you guys. It was beautiful, though. So in 2019, the Equality Act was passed by the House of Representatives and is still awaiting moves from Congress. The Equality Act would provide consistent and explicit non-discrimination protections for the LGBTQ plus community across key areas of life, including employment, housing, credit, education, public spaces and services, federally funded programs, and jury service. Go to hrc.org to find out more and find out how you can get involved in convincing congress to fucking move on this fucking move congress taboos has sent you a notification to fucking do something that's all i had on uh the legal stuff i liked your legal stuff thank you for merging church and state right there and i'm so glad i could make that segue for you that was so unintentional i like your legal stuff i You, like, we covered all of my questions, except for, hi, what's dating like? I do, I do. Can we ask, can we, okay, so moving on. Moving on from church and state, and I'm so done with the boring statistics stuff, because although it's important. Excuse you. Although it's important, I am saying. I am offended. You're not. Although I'm I'm saying. It took a lot of work to copy and paste this stuff. No, I write my own notes. Thank you. I know that you cannot hear Andrew, but I am I am receiving black from all sides, and I'm not a fan of this. Um, your statistical data is so important, but what I really want to get into, I'm so excited about Andrew. I want to I want to hear about your love life. I want to hear about dating, especially in this community. I want to hear about the things. I want to hear about what you worry about. Well, like what, like you want to know about my dating life? I do. What? Who was your first crush? And what was your first date like? My first crush was actually during religion class. <laughs> <laughs> he went to my school. He was a baseball player. He was, he's not cute. <laughs> he's not cute. Well, not anymore. <laughs> okay, who was your first celebrity crush? I don't really even know. Like really? my first one? Just like, I really don't know. Well, like. The first one that you remember. What is the first celebrity crush that you you can identify? Dylan and O'Brien from Teen Wolf. <laughs> I'm going to so pretend I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I totally... I feel fucking old. Yeah, no, it was a it was a TV show that... It was on MTV, it was a while ago, but he was like... He was definitely a celebrity crush. Okay. He wasn't my first one in any doubt, but Okay, like, but the first one you... you yeah, like, I can remember. Okay, what was your first date? Oh. He looked way cuter in the TV show, oh, so Allie fuck just, all you. Allie just... Okay. <laughs> um, okay. My dating life, though, is very non-existent. Non-existent? Is that because... Do you feel like that's because we live in the community that we live in? Or do you feel like that's because you aren't interested? Or tell me more. I'm about the elite this. bitch in this place. You are. <laughs> no. He says that with his pinky out on his <laughs> microphone like a bougie ass bitch. But that ass, like the gay selection around here is very horrible. Me and my gay friends, uh, only two. <laughs> we were the main bitch, like best gays in our high school at that moment in time. And like date, especially being gay, dating is like very hard. You can't, can't go like when you're straight, like you can't just go up to be someone and be like, I think you're cute. Do you want to go on a date? It's not like that. Um, but why isn't it? Like, because you'd get your ass kicked if they weren't gay or because, like... I hate crime would occur upon me. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So the other question I want to ask before we continue down this this path, Andrew, please, for our listeners, tell us how old you are. I am 20. Okay. Yes. So do you feel like perhaps your experience with the gay community in our community is more limited to your age genre than it is? Like, I know a lot of really beautiful, wonderful, very amazingly all the finger snaps gay men in my age bracket. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like maybe it's your bracket or is it truly our community? The bracket. Okay. I, and it's, this is a controversial thing too. Welcome to our podcast, Taboos, about taboo culture. Yeah, but my specific type and a guy is like more masculine. I like, I like a guy that like masculine. I like a masculine guy who like muscles, like I like them <laughs> tall and there's not a lot around here. And there are, they're just not gay. Yeah. Okay. And the one that I had went and fucking joined the military. Yeah, the, the gay selection around here is just like very limited. And honestly, like I'm not I'm just like not interested in anyone that's around here just because I feel like they have such a narrow not, view. Not just like not necessarily narrow, but like kind of know how everyone's life is going to play out. And I like a little spice in there. I like to know, like, it might be the Gemini bitch in me, but like, girl, I like I'm someone that like. Too, so oh, I know we, exactly oh, what you're talking you're about. Gem- girl, you Gemini. May twenty fourth. Girl, I'm May twenty first. Damn. <laughs> okay. But like, I need. <laughs> Allie's a Cancer. She doesn't get it. Wait, you're a Cancer. How did you not know that? Oh my God, you're emotional. Hi, I'm your sister. I'm dead inside, so. <laughs> But you're very emotional, aren't you? No, you've got the what? wrong sign. Bitch, I know my signs. I know a cancer emotional. Tiny is wearing a constellation shirt today, too. I just want to throw that out there. But. Oh, what were you saying again? Oh, about my dating life. We very were talking about your dating yeah. life. Um, I just have something to say. There are masculine gay men in our community. I know some. However, they're not out. I'm super curious as to if that plays into it, too. I was curious about that. Is it less... Is it less likely to be out as a gay man that appears to be more straight? Who this is not meant to be offensive, but you are gay. Like anybody meets you, they know. They know. But I do like you know I'm gay, but like based on how I talk, how I present myself, and like what I wear. Sometimes. But you're so fabulous. Like you, yeah. you really are. You are but so like, fabulous. Going back into high school, like I definitely like. I presented myself a certain way that like people like they knew I was gay because I was out but like people weren't like oh this you weren't like overly flamboyant which there's nothing wrong with you just no there's nothing wrong with and what I why I was saying it was a controversial thing that like I like more masculine men is because in the gay community it is seen sometimes as like internalized homophobia that you Mm -hmm. are attracted to masculine men and not feminine guys but I definitely don't agree with that because like why the fuck would I be internalized homophobia and like a certain like it's a type yeah so i read up on that today actually and i was like what the fuck what does who you're attracted to have anything to do with your sexuality okay that statement is weird but you know what i mean No, but i do i do understand that but also that could be said about a lot of okay so this this conversation isn't about race but i'm gonna say this because this fits this thread right people who fetish size fetish size a certain race like it isn't oh i am attracted to x type of man like i am attracted to this person specifically they happen to be another color it's oh i will only date black men or i will only date hispanic women or yeah. or whatever that in itself is a form of racism it is a form of racism oh, yeah. which oh, is yeah. wrong like no. se- sexualizing a oh. race is wrong so what i i understand what andrew is saying Well, one thing I just had quick to say was, here's my thought process on it. If my type were a very effeminate male, does that make me a lesbian? Why does, why does who appearance wise you're attracted to uh, impact your sexuality? That's what I don't understand in all this. No, I I also don't understand that. Yeah, no, that people definitely think that it's internalized homophobia if you like more masculine guys because they think that, oh, because you're not attracted to feminine guys, you're, you're homophobic for that. But like, I, girl, I, you know i'm not homophobic the fuck i'm gay how can i i mean you can be homophobic and gay because you can have like
like you can be in the closet and be like projecting that onto people but personally i don't think that's like i don't think that's you no it's i think it's a type thing yeah we share the same type that's amazing i was just thinking that everybody in 300 is attractive i don't think you're wrong gerard butler was on my hall pass list for a long time unfortunately he got a wee bit old and he is still beautiful but he is no longer on my hall pass you can have him i'll take hobson he's my new number one I think the only other thing that I really want to talk about with you, what what are your greatest ambitions? Like, just, just in general. Like, what are your greatest ambitions as Andrew, as a person? I want to change this bitch. I love I that. basically, like, I basically want to get rich just to change the world. <laughs> I, okay. But I do want to get rich just for all the things, too, because I like things. I like clothes i know i like cars i like houses but like the only way like basically i'm going to italy so i can get the education i need so i can build a business sell that bitch and then use that money to make more and then do more with the world because like i think i know what i want to do to help people that's basically my greatest aspiration help people yeah yes so what i'm getting is Taboos is going to be funded by Andrew. Pretty much, yes. Excellent. I will fund. I love this plan. I will fund. We have it recorded. Andrew will fund. Nope, not yet. I will fund this bitch. <laughs> now we have it recorded. Now we have it recorded. I will advertise this bitch. Love that. Okay, so my my other question. I'll get celebrity guests on this bitch. My other question, along those lines of aspirations, are like, do you have any aspirations specifically about like your future as it relates to a love life and a family, or like, are you just not there yet? That which is no, I like, I definitely always like dream about it. I definitely want, I want to foster kids. I want to adopt kids. I want a husband, but like, if that man don't come, then I guess I can do it on my own. Get a girl. Yeah, because I, I mean, personally, I don't need no man. No. At all. And I've known that for a while, because like, not dating literally anyone for the whole 20 years that I've been alive. I'm just like, <laughs> well, like, for if all I don't 20 get. Of my years. Yeah, I know. I'm so old. <laughs> but like, I. If it's going the way it's going, I don't know if I'll get one. But just that's just because I'm. Picky. You know what? That's I'm, just here, though. That's just here. You're gonna yeah. go venture the world where. Yeah, like I want. It's big and beautiful, and yeah, and I want to like experience all kinds of people before. Like I want, I want to have like a dating, like dating life. I want to mm-hmm. like experience everything that should have experienced during high school, and eventually just like settle down, get some kids. I want a big family. I mean, like sort of big only if i'm rich that's all the only reason i'm good we've already decided you're gonna be rich oh like it's in my plan and if i don't become rich (laughs) kill me now (laughs) i literally like i like i can't support the life that i want to have without being rich and if i if i don't make myself i'm gonna get a sugar daddy i'm (laughs) i would just like state that you like cars but currently don't have one okay bitch what the fuck That was rude. Why would you throw shade on him? I am saving money and I am, yes, I am still living at my parents' house and driving my parents' cars, but that is because I'm saving money for college and I am being. It is international. It is an international. It is cheaper. But that is the only. I I don't know why (laughs) you had to bring that up. I don't get enough from it from my friends, apparently, and now my sister has to read me, but okay. I feel like we have to disclaimer, mom, if you're listening, you have raised amazing children. Amazing. The most amazing children. I am such a big fan of your children. Maybe not Avery. No, Avery. I I love love Avery. Avery. He's so good. Your mom goals. While non-LGBT students struggle the most with school classes, exams, and work, their LGBTQ plus peers say that the biggest problems they face is unaccepting families. That's so sad. Andrew, do you have some things you'd like to say about that? (laughs) Well, there's a lot to digest there. So you and I have always had, in my opinion, a good relationship, and I've always known you were gay. But do you remember remember the day that you came out to me? I actually... don't remember here's Allie's here's what Allie does and we've already experienced this on this podcast Allie has such a specific memory this is a trap just so you know (laughs) saying I don't remember is really the best bet because she is really ready to trap you in her answer and if you don't get it right it's gonna be you're gonna look like an idiot so Allie share with us how Andrew came out to you let me regale you with this tale (laughs) and set the scene 
I went to the house and you and mom had just gotten into a, some sort of a gigantic fight because you were doing phenomenally in school. Oh, yeah. All the sarcasm. That's so, <laughs> so mom asked me to go talk to you and I came into your room and you were on the bed and you were in tears and I asked you what's wrong and you went saying that I said, is it about school? And you said, no, it's not about school. And I said, can I take a guess? And you said, sure. And then I said, if I guess wrong, you can't be pissed at me. And you agreed. And I said, you're gay. And you said, how do you know? And I said, exactly what I just said. I knew since you were three and you have floor to ceiling drapes. I do remember this day, actually, (laughs) because I was in tears. And it was probably about school. I'm curious as to why you kept it from me. I don't, I I think I probably just like assumed just because I'll come out to you, like it's coming out to the whole family. Because, I mean, I was like seventh grade eighth grade at that time i believe it was during that time because that's that's around the time that i started to come out to people more and had you known had you though you andrew did you know that you were gay prior to that oh yeah like i've known for like since like sixth seventh grade and like i said like i was bi and everything and i never really had like i had an issue with coming out to like i didn't have like a personal issue with being gay like i didn't like be like oh i'm gay like that's disgusting like something like that Mm -hmm. i was more so scared of like how my family would react to it not even my peers because i don't give a fuck about what they think throughout my whole like schooling i never really cared but like coming out to family members so much more like intimates yeah and like i i do think that me coming out to you was like something scary that like i would have to tell the whole family about just to clarify, you could have been like, I'm a fucking unicorn, and I would have been like, awesome, I love you. And I never had an issue, like, I knew that you would, like, accept it. I mean, you were goth during high school. I mean, what else, like, what can, like, you have to accept me. <laughs> you have to accept me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that being goth was the line for whether or not you're an accepting individual. <laughs> Well, I mean, goth is just like... It's pretty goth. far out there. It, it's if, far if, out there. If you can accept being goth, you can accept <laughs> being gay. Allie, you listen to ICP. I'm just saying, if you could get down with that, you could deal with your brother being gay. That's basically what I was saying. What, I, I speak his <clears throat> language. But like, yeah, I definitely coming out to a family member is just like way harder than coming out to like a peer because do you I, think part of that is because like you can replace peers like peers are they come and go yeah. right whatever but like it takes a lot more to step away from your yeah. family and i was scared of my family rejecting me because of it yeah. not because not Allie rejecting me but like my parents how did you come out to our brothers well interesting question um actually i didn't come out to them my friend did it oh no on accident <laughs> and adam has always been more supportive how much like, younger is adam than you i don't please don't say i don't know three three years younger than okay. me. okay also taller than me might and i add so handsome like you're so beautiful but adam is so handsome are you trying to say that he's more no because... i'm just saying he's handsome i'm just oh. i'm just saying like, and i'm not he's... i just girl i just said you're beautiful okay thank you <laughs> I needed that reef, like, because all my friends say that Adam's the attractive one, and they kind, they just like they forget about me, and I'm like right there in the room, and they're just like, oh, Adam's so pretty, yeah, yeah. But my friend, uh, we were at my friend's house, and she accidentally blurted out loud, and then she didn't realize that I didn't come out to them, so she played like she just kept on talking about it, and I was like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? And then we didn't really talk about it, and then because I think Adam kind of forgot, or just like didn't hear it or just like pretending he didn't hear it and he did not forget he definitely acted like he didn't hear oh yeah but but then at my i was at my friend's cabin and then these two girls that were in his grade who's my friend's sisters texted adam telling him that i was gay because they thought that he knew too and he we talked about it and he was like all cool with it adam has also been a very good supporter too Mm because i just remember this one time we were me and him we're going to hang out, but he was with some friends. But before I met up with them, Adam's friend apparently was like homophobic or something. And Adam told the friend, he was like, you say anything to my brother, I'll beat the fuck out of you. Like, don't oh, say anything. I love and Adam. Adam told me that. I was like, bitch, I fuck with you. Like, I actually fuck with you. And me and Adam 
have a really good relationship. Yeah. Me and, I mean, me and Avery, like... You know what, though? It's not really fair. Just It's I Avery's mean, so much younger than oh, you. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's just because Avery's younger. Yeah. And he's like... But he's a dude, good boy. But, yeah. He is. I mean, yeah. My siblings have be- definitely been so supportive. I... My family has been, for the most part, really supportive. I actually didn't come out to Scott. Who is it's, Scott? He's my stepdad. Um, He definitely knows, and if he doesn't know... What about your mom? What what was that like coming out to your mom? My when mom they- was the most difficult, I'd say, just because me and my mom have been through so much. Yeah. I mean, my dad died, so my mom was like the like the parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never viewed Scott any more than just like replacement, not just a placeholder. Sure. No, I totally get what you're saying. Mom is mom. Yeah. She raised us, yeah. and I think that's one thing when you risk breaking down how somebody views you somebody that raised you and you love and respect it's terrifying yeah to tell them i'm not i'm not who you think i am and that could be said not even in in such an extreme as this that could just be said about like i don't align with your political views right like but to take it to that extreme of like this is who i am and this is who i identify sexually and and especially because we've already covered that like you come from a religious family and your mom is that right so like you love and respect your mom and she is this pillar for you i i would assume but i i want to hear from you but i would assume that that would just almost feel like almost like a letdown like telling her would disappoint her that's one thing that I wanted to state too is I had no idea you actually I knew you told mom that you were bi and that it wasn't fully believed it was thought of to be a phase quote unquote so I had no idea that you were fully out to her until literally a month ago so I'm interested I mean we've touched base on it every conversation I have with her it just seems it's not like getting through mm-hmm. I think like I I we don't talk about it ever because I think to myself like not talking about it is better than talking about it and she'll just like reject it I'm here to tell you that's not right that's not correct mom loves you no matter who you love and I can 100% verify this because I've talked to her about it and you can have that candid conversation with her just understand that she might not fully understand for a while but she 100% wants you to be happy and love who you love and she supports you i hear you saying that you're protecting yourself because you don't want to get hurt and disappointing her would hurt you tremendously like i hear you saying that but at the same time i know your mom and i love your mom and i respect the shit out of your mom and what i do know and and what Allie said very blatantly because Allie doesn't really have an emotional sensor to her sometimes is that your mom all she wants is for you to be happy and to love you but what i think is important about your statement there although it might not have sounded as sensitive and emotional as what i can literally feel you saying is that that's your perception of it right and you are of the three of us you're the one who had to come out of the closet and have that conversation Mm -hmm. so we can't challenge your perception and say that that's not how you felt or what you were afraid of but we are here to tell you that you do have a great support system and just remind you well yeah but and i know that mom will like love me no matter what but I'm always scared that she will view me as like, oh, well, he is gay. Like, he's not going to be able to, like, get into heaven or something like that. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in, like, heaven or hell, but I know that's what she believes in. Mm -hmm. And, like, whenever I even think about bringing up the topic, I'm just like, well, she's going to view me as that. Like, I'm not going to be. And, like, I'm always scared that... I don't care about the microphone. That, um... Thank you. I'm I'm also That's, I don't want to fuck with all these cords but I'm sending you so many hugs and vibes right now you're going to make me cry. I'm always scared that I'm not I'm going to lose both parents because I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to like bring someone to like Christmas and like mom will be like loving towards that person or like accept me in that relationship or even like I always think for a wedding like will she be like this is wrong like he should not be doing this and like i know that she's not but like her upbringing and her religious views like say that i'm not like can i tell you something if your mother is willing to accept me the foul mouth argumentative (laughs) very very politically driven little monstrosity that i am baby i promise you anybody you bring home will be welcome with open arms okay i guarantee you that mom wants everything you just said Mm -hmm. but i think it's a scary conversation to have because she is christian and she does have a belief system that's different than ours and a strong belief system 
But that doesn't make her any less accepting of her baby. You are her baby. She will be there for when you marry your hunk of a man. But I think what Andrew is saying is that he's worried about her not accepting that hunk of a man. Not that he's worried about her not accepting him, but somebody else. She will accept you. She will, she will, accept, she will accept all your partner. of it. You know what? It's the mom's job. I'm speaking for moms in this moment, okay? It's the mom's job to love their children, no matter what that decision makes. And if if you can't love your children for the decisions that they make, good or bad, right? Like, that's a conversation that you need to have with yourself as a mom. But your mom is not that mom. Your mom your mom loves you and she'd support you. And I guarantee you if she listens to this episode and if we keep this stuff in, she's going to burst into your room bawling and you two are going to have the most raw conversation you've had in your life and it's going to be amazing. We don't talk about it like ever. And like a couple months ago, she was like filling out a job resume and how she's experienced diversity and like I was even scared to say, look, you have a gay son. Like that's diversity like you have three like multi-ethnic children but like i said that but i didn't say i was gay because it's some it's just not talked about in her house like at all and i i feel like it's like a mutual thing like she doesn't want to talk about it so i won't talk about it i empathize with what you're saying because i know what it's like to have concepts and conversations that you can't talk about with your family like i am on that with you okay even though my conversation doesn't look the same as yours i understand what you're saying but hear us tell you that really what you're saying right Right now, Andrew, is even though you feel like you're protecting yourself, you're really just trying to protect her. Mm-hmm. You don't want to challenge her belief system and you don't want her, you don't want to be the reason that she feels like she has to challenge her belief system. That's what it is. That's what I'm hearing you say. That's what I'm feeling you say. And just know there's not a single belief system. I know your mother. There is not a single belief system that would ever trump her children. And honestly, conversation with our parents becomes easier as we become older. It does. So I loved all of this conversation, you guys, but it is our tradition on our fifth episode. Fifth episode. Take some time. Allie, I totally hijacked your your episode. This was your episode. But here I am asking, what did we learn here today? I learned that being goth means that you're more (laughs) accepting of other communities. (laughs) You know, I learned that too today. I didn't know that. A lot of the statistics that I found were pretty, pretty shocking to me, uh, such as the bisexual statistics and you know I I, honestly I really thought that society would have increased their acceptance of people on a quicker rate than they have so I'm kind of disappointed in that but I guess progress is progress. Cheers to progress. I would like to interject that I learned today that I just love you, Andrew. I I mean, I knew that before, but really your openness and your ability to tell us and share these experiences with us. And I know I'm not your sister, but I look at you as my brother sometimes because of the relationship that we have as a family, right? Like all of us and how welcoming your family has been to me and Tiny throughout my friendship with Allie. So you are, you are my brother too. And I just, I have a whole new love and respect for you after today. So thank you for trusting me with your feelings and your experiences and i really appreciate that of course is there anything that you would like to say towards to our listeners or anything of that nature well if you're struggling with your sexuality in any way shape or form talk to someone someone close it doesn't have to be a family member it can be a friend honestly it can be a fucking stranger as long as they're not homophobic they won't hurt you for it yeah yeah talk to people about it don't be ashamed own it girl yeah own it and if anyone gives you shit about it if anyone tries to come for you walk away i won't take that advice (laughs) but you should walk away but if you're a badass bitch knock them over the head maybe just be a badass bitch i think that's what i'm hearing you say scream at yeah don't do violence we don't promote violence we don't promote violence we promote open conversations and respect and respect but if they don't give no respect to you girl just walk the fuck away yeah (laughs) no i'm going the corny route and saying knock them over the head with words (laughs) yeah or knock them over the head. But not violently. With a pillow. Oh, with a pillow. <laughs> Run to Bed Bath & Beyond. Bum, bum, bum. Buy a pillow. Go back. Confront that person. Initiate pillow fight. Oh, yeah. Win. World peace.
I love this. I really do. I really do. So, so oh. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. Bullet points of today are a lot. I'm really, I can't even, I can't even surmise them for you right now. This was amazing. This I was loved every bit of this. This was such a beautiful thank episode. Thank you so thank much, you, Andrew. Andrew. Of course, of course. We absolutely loved having you and we will have you back because there are obviously so many topics about this concept and this, this whole world that we did not cover. I want to have a specific episode about drag and all kinds of other things. Stay tuned for the goodness, but thank you to our listeners for listening and being on this emotional journey with us there were tears there were hugs there were drinks galore if there is anyone out there that you feel could relate to this episode or needs to hear it please please share it with them our main goal with this podcast is to be able to have open conversations with people and let everyone know that it's okay to talk about these things we need to encourage these conversations we know they're hard that's the whole reason we're having them that's that's seriously andrew and Allie and i could have this conversation and it would only benefit the three of us but the reason we're sharing it with you guys is because we want it to benefit other people we want you to be able to have these conversations on your own obviously not like plagiarizing our conversation because that would be weird but leading by example that's what we're doing here we're including you in our taboo conversations because we know you have your own. That's what we want to encourage is that you guys understand respectful, loving, open communication. And even though we don't agree or we might be different, it doesn't mean that we can't have these conversations. If you have any taboo experiences that you want to share with us, we'd love to hear especially any positive stories that you have that might inspire others to have the courage to be who they are. You can hit us up at our email, which is taboospodcast at gmail.com. Our socials, which which are Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go Celeste. <laughs> Our Facebook is Taboos. Our Instagram is Taboos the Pod. And we are new on Twitter. Tweet, tweet. And our Twitter is the same as our Instagram, Taboos the Pod. Please, dear God, follow us on Twitter. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing and I need help. Allie's in charge of Twitter. So please just tweet the shit out of her because I refuse to get Twitter. It's already a dumpster fire. <laughs> Someone could please send help. To compliment Allie's thought about sharing stories with us specifically related to this episode, and this is something that we're going to continue to do, obviously, because we we want this. We want to include you guys in the conversation, but specifically, if you've listened to this episode and something resonated with you, we really want to hear from you if you're in the LGBTQ plus community or you are a family member of somebody in the LGBTQ plus community who really resonated with what you've heard today and Andrew's perspective on opening up to family and friends and we really just want to hear positive, beautiful, constructive, maybe difficult, but good stories. We want to share good, you guys. So please reach out to us. Again, taboospodcast at gmail.com. There needs to be more light in the world and we would love if you would help add to it. We, we lead with love and light. We kind of sound like a cult. We don't. Stay tuned though. Do we get like secret handshakes now? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And as always, do, do you, you be taboos. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.